You're listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Putnam. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the co-founder of Beyond Built Training, a coaching program to turn average athletes into savages. Uh, Farshad Sarafi, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Not bad. I hope I didn't butcher your name. No, that was perfect. Yeah, that was actually seamless. I was waiting for it to get butchered, but you, you walked right through that one. Yeah, it's a lot of people think I'm going to butcher their names because I have a southern accent and we just don't really <laughs> talk right. <laughs> no, it was perfect. That was perfect, man. Yeah, so what got you into uh, wanting to get into coaching fitness? I mean, everybody gets into fitness for one reason or the other. Yeah. And, you know, for example, like myself, I see strength as a virtue Mm -hmm. that I should choose to take because there's no requirement for me to be strong, but I just choose it. And a lot of people do that, but you, uh, like a lot of other people, uh, have decided you're going to get others to that level or higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, what made you want to start coaching it? So I was in, I was in high school playing hoop and I loved basketball. Like, I, I'm a diehard Laker fan. I love Michael Jordan. Like, I always aspired to be something bigger. And, like, for me, I remember seeing, like, everybody lifting weights because lifting weights was starting to get big into sports and stuff because for the longest time it wasn't. And then, you know, science came out and, and it became a bigger component. Um, and I think for me it was, like, I was just so fascinated by the idea of getting stronger and how that was going to translate onto the court that I started to get myself involved but one of the things that quickly happened throughout high school was I never learned the fundamentals. Like I was reading the magazines, like the muscles and fitness and the men's health. And it was just like, Oh yeah. The ones you, where you would get tear out the page for the yeah. workout. They told you you get, you know, 20, inch, you know, 20, yeah, 20 yeah. inch pythons in four hours. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like doing those things. Cause it was like, I get it. Like those people have great physiques. I'm a younger guy. I'm trying to build myself to be this athlete and have a good physique. I want to do this. So I ended up with a lot of injuries throughout high school. And ultimately it really decimated me being able to play in college. Um, And then when I was in college, I started, you know, I had friends who were like in the fitness space and I was like, I can't do this modeling shit you guys do. Like I appreciate the bodybuilding world and I have a tremendous respect. You know, my friends are some of my clients are competitors, but I, I just can't, I don't know. I there's, it's not like sport where it's like, Hey, here's the ball. It's you in the hoop you either going to score or not it's very very sub it's based on someone's opinion of you which i get it's a it's an art just as much as it's a sport so i was getting in shape and at the time my college roommate asked for some help and i helped him out and he lost a ton of weight um and we came back my sophomore year and i was going to school for accounting but like i found myself as much as i enjoyed accounting i was like sitting there like constantly learning like the science of training and the science of nutrition um and i got put on to a lot of very very good coaches and researchers and people who are really in the weeds with like the best Olympic athletes, the best pro basketball, pro football. And what was interesting was a lot of them were saying very similar things, which was this is really simple. Everything, the baseline of it is pretty much the same across the board, whether you're, you know, just a trying to be a healthy person or being an athlete. The only thing that changes really is nuance, right? So if my goal is different than yours and I'm very specific about it, the layers of separation in terms of what you have to do, they change. So I started helping people in college and it was just kind of for free and I just enjoyed it. And I never, I I was growing up as Instagram was growing up. Right. So like this whole idea of using social media as a marketing tool didn't really register with me to like 2015, 2016, like as I got out of college and I was working in the corporate world. Um, and I started to see, I, after college ended, a number of my friends reached out maybe six months later, like, Hey, like we're out of school and like jobs are great, but like, we're out of energy. We don't feel like we're in shape. We'd love to, you know, what do you charge the coach? And at that point it had never even struck to me like, Oh, you charge someone a month to coach them. Um, and so I took on a paid, a paid client and one turned into two, two, two turned into 10. And I was just doing it for the fun of it. Like I never understood building a business model out of it. I didn't realize it could be something because realistically online coaching hadn't been a big thing, you know, like where it's, it's starting to get to now. Um, and then I continue to learn and, and a lot of different people started reaching out to me. And a couple of years ago, I was like, I really like this. And like, it gives me 
and affords me an, an opportunity to make a big impact at a, at a broader scale. But I just need my laptop and certain tools to film content, you know, build out teachings on what to do, how to do it. Um, and I was running my own coaching program by myself up until the beginning of this year. And I still have a few clients one-on-one -on -one privately. Um, but one of the things that happened was I have another business venture that I'm involved in. And I know you do your, you know, the, the beard oils and everything. And e-commerce is such an, a tremendous opportunity. We've been working on something and I found, okay, I want to do both. And I know, I know, you know, this, you can't spread yourself thin. Like you have to be super focused, get something set up. And then you kind of go from there. Um, and one of the things I realized was I can't keep taking on more clients by myself. Cause if I get to a hundred clients by myself and I'm trying to do something else, I'm going to start to deteriorate in terms of what I can put out there. So a friend of mine, he was doing the same kind of a thing. And then he was like, Hey, can you help me with some stuff? We kind of went back and forth. And then all of a sudden here we are, you know, almost four months later, beyond built's gone from 18 or 20 clients to we're close to 200 now. Um, and we're constantly evolving. We've had some incredible results, but really what I do it for is I love seeing the journey, you know, with fitness and strength training and conditioning and nutrition, because at the end, at the core of all of it is like the mental transformation. What comes on the outside actually starts on the inside. Like you have to make certain decisions in order to change that aesthetic and that look and your health and all that. It has to start internally. And I think that's what I enjoy the most because there, it gets, once you get the mental side down, the nuance of, hey, how do you improve your squat? How do you develop more muscle in your shoulders? That stuff's really fun, but that stuff isn't necessarily very easy to do if someone isn't mentally prepared to do the actual work and, and appreciate the journey. So um, that's really what's brought me down this path. And that's kind of how I'm sitting here today. Yeah, you know, I, I totally get it with, you know, it sounds like you've grown exponentially in a very short period of time because, <clears throat> excuse me, fitness and your health are that one thing that you can't buy. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care how much money I have. I cannot go to this guy over here and pay him to give me muscles. Mm -hmm. you know, I have to do it. Yeah. Uh, but with, you know, being a business owner myself, what you were talking about with, you know, not being able to spread yourself too thin, uh, Nick Lowry, the owner of Ground Shark Coffee, he and I uh, were co-owners of a business called The Unemployables. Mm -hmm. And what we did is we mentored uh, new business owners or budding entrepreneurs, as it were, mm -hmm. uh, to help them get their business off the ground, help them tweak this and tweak that. And it was very similar to what you've done with Beyond Built Training we had a few clients and then they started getting a little bit bigger and then we needed to, you know, extend what we were delivering mm -hmm. while still building our own companies. I was still building rugged legacy. He's still building ground shark coffee. He had some other things going and the quality of the work we were going to be able to deliver to our clients uh, was not going to be what they deserved. Right. And so we had to, cut that down. We did have a silent third uh, co-owner of the company, mm -hmm. but um, he, he was kind of like the behind the scenes guy who dealt with the tech issues and all, Sure. but we weren't able to deliver. So we had to cut that out. So I, mm -hmm. I get the not spreading yourself too thin, but you did mention the, uh, that, that moment of transformation when you see someone that that switch kind of flip mm -hmm. and they know that they can do it that's an almost spiritual experience to see that when when you know you seeing it you know in the gym or on the track or the field or court wherever mm -hmm. and us seeing it you know in our private chats that moment when someone goes from i can't to holy fuck I can yeah and that they believe in that moment to be able to help facilitate that it's extremely rewarding so I totally get where you're coming from with that yeah um but I, I, I like another thing you mentioned uh is that you're you you said you've, you've taken your uh your business partner and you guys just started helping each other and that blossomed into holy crap let's just do this 
mm-hmm. and then it kind of spread from there. Yeah. Um, that was never part of the plan or was it something that you just realized needed to be done? Because a lot of people in your position, they don't, they don't give themselves room to pivot. They go, I'm going to run my business. And then they get locked in on it. Yeah. I, so Chad and I were talking, you know, we, we met at the Life at Expo in January and he was like, working on his coaching business. And we had, I had a business mentor that I said, Hey, you should talk to him about how you, you know, improve getting sales and, and understanding how to deliver a service. And that same person told him like, Hey, Farshad understands like how you actually serve the client, like what systems you need to have in place in order to deliver a high level product. So he reached out to me, he said, you know, I'd love to kind of pick your brain. He's like, you know, we can talk about common, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, like I know how to coach and I understand, you know, this comes down to behavior and the systems you give someone to support them in not only going along their journey, but them understanding their behavior. I think that's my biggest qualm in the fitness space is everybody has their app, they have their coaching program, but the way they run their coaching program, your clients end up hinging on needing you in the app for the rest of their life. And my, my proposition is if I, my client stays with me past six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever it may be to get them, you know, where they need to be intuitively, they're staying with me because the goals change and there's nuance. I don't want to you I don't want to sit here with you three years from now and we're talking about what we were talking about months one through nine. Like there has to be a transformation. There has to be, you know, a level of evolvement. And that's kind of what I said to Chad. I go, these are the systems you need on your back end. So your check-ins go really smooth. You understand what your feedback you're getting from your clients are. Um, and he saw how much it was impacting his business and, and what he was doing. And he had just started Beyond Bill and he was like, I he goes, I can't do this on my own. Like he straight up came to me and he's like, I know you have your own set of clients and I know you do something else, but like, I can't do this on my own, but I know this has potential. So I started like shadowing in on what was going on. And I was like, okay, I like this. Like what I'm seeing, how he shows up, the way he operates, we're kind of like a yin and yang. And we come from two different perspectives. And I said, all right, let's talk. We kind of talked about, you know, what it would look like each role and everything. And I was like, at the end of the day, he knows and I know I can't do it without him. He can't do it without me and vice versa. And we also know part of growing a brand and building a business means you have to bring in the right people who are aligned with your vision for what you want to create and the impact you want to make. So, you know, I did a little over two months ago. I was like, I, I don't, if you don't, I don't need to play a part role. If you really want me invested in this, I'm willing to give you my time. If you're really serious about this. And we had a really good conversation about that. And, you know, since then it's been unbelievable how much we've grown. And the cool thing for me too, is like, the conversations are so open and transparent. Like I, he understands. And I think this is the one thing you learn doing business is you have to respect and understand the other person in order to actually help the business grow. Because at the end of the day, I think the one thing people don't do a good job of in business is empathy. And when you understand the people you're working with and what you're building, you can come to a place that drives the mission forward because you need the sum of the parts to create the bigger vision. Oftentimes I find people who get into business and their ego starts to supersede where they're at, or they have a higher vision of who they are. So if they work with someone, either it goes really, really sour and it goes to shit, or they just end up ending it and being like, we're just going to do our own thing. And I, I, you know, being in the corporate setting for a period of time, I noticed the companies I would do projects with that were going the farthest, even years into their business were the ones who had those people together at the top who understood like, we go farther together. We may be different people, but we go farther together and we make a bigger impact that way. So um, there's a good, it's really been an incredible, I, you know, I, if you and I were talking three months ago, I don't know if I'd be telling you this. I probably wouldn't even, not wouldn't believe in it, but I just don't know that it would have snowballed as quickly as it did. But, you know, here we are and we have some really, really massive plans with what we're doing. So I'm really excited. Well, that's good. You know, a lot of people, uh, I don't, I, and I don't want to call it getting lucky. I think it's, uh, it's like striking gold. We you know yeah. when I started rugged legacy, I was in my kitchen using my wife's pots and pans yeah. and measuring spoons and cups. And I, I was developing all these different products and I was trying to get a trademark on this recipe, mm-hmm. you know, this and that and the other. And when I started, you know, all right, you know what? I'm going to put them out there for pre-order. We'll see how it goes. I figured it was going to be similar to like what an Etsy shop would get. Right. You know what I mean? And then 
within 10 days of opening up pre-order, I was sold out of everything that I had made. And it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy crap. And so I immediately had to dive right back into it. Uh, I had to find a manufacturer. I had to get, you know, FDA approvals and all this, that, and the other. Just so that once all of these went out and I had all the compliance paperwork in place, mm-hmm. I had a manufacturer, uh, I had a warehouse, I had a shipping scenario set up just so that I could meet the demand of the customer. And I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the other end of it where, you know, Nick and I and our other partner, uh, Dan, started the unemployables together. Yeah. And that lasted a good seven, eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. But we weren't able to give it what it needed. And so it fizzled out and we dissolved it. And a lot of people don't understand that some things are going to fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And some things are just going to pick up and take right off. It just, it depends on what it is and it depends on the timing. There's nothing you can do to predict that. Yeah. You know, but it's really awesome that you guys uh, just happen to fall right into, you know, each other's laps with uh, your visions lining up. That's very rare. uh, Yeah. Especially with, you know, upcoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I, the other thing I work on quietly that we're still in the early phases, but like, it's someone who like every time we start to talk about it and we're working on it, I'm just like, this is so easy. And I, I, I think what I learned maybe a year or two ago, cause I, growing out of college, like there was a couple of times I wanted to do more entrepreneurial stuff. And I was always like, I don't want to do this on my own. Not because I don't think I can do it. I just know from every single person I know who's successful, they've had really, really good people who get them to build. And that's the differential between, you know, a small mid-sized company to put, you know, reaching the masses and being able to make like a worldly type impact. And I like a couple of times would try it with different people. And I'm just like, you're not aligned. Like you're distracted. There are things you want and that's fine. We're not the same person. And I can't expect even someone I do business with now, I can't expect them to have the same goals, desires. However, if we have the same vision for what this can become, it can work. Even if you live your lifestyle differently than I do, we can make this work. And I think that's the big thing is in both situations, especially with Beyond Bill, China are very different people, but it complements each other. And we have the same vision. So even though I operate really differently than he does, it works perfectly because we understand what we're both pursuing with creating the bigger play. I think a lot of times I, I see some of my friends who've tried to do like the entrepreneurial thing, try to partner up with people. I'm like, your vision of this is too different. You know, you guys might have supporting skill sets, but you don't have the same vision. So it's not, you're gonna, it's gonna get super rigid. And I think a lot of that comes down to personal work. Like even if you do have a different vision, but a similar path, you have to have the personal work and the fortitude to say, hey, we can do this. There are certain things we have to be willing to accept in each other while we build this. And I think that's far too often why businesses fail when they're joint ventures is you're different, I'm different. And I don't know how to accept slash have the empathy to work with you. And so even though we know this could work, if we both put our, our egos down, a lot of guys, can't, especially men, they can't do that. I find women do a, a much better job of putting their egos away. But with men, it's, it's, I see it far too often. It's like, oh, I know what I bring, so I should be able to do this. For me, it's like, I mean, I'm, I'll never say I'm egoless, but in a lot of situations, I'm like, hey, I know what I bring to the table, but I know that if we're going moving forward, we can make this work. Yeah. Yeah, ego is the killer. Um, I mean, yeah. it's good to have some ego. Absolutely. You know, you, you need to be, you know, confident uh, and even at sometimes cocky because it yeah. takes big balls to, you know, go out and throw away a traditional nine to five and have, a, you know, an eat what you kill lifestyle. Um, that's where I'm at now uh, with, where I, you know, with Rugged Legacy and my writing and my books and all this other I make enough to quit where I'm at, mm-hmm. but I don't have just me to think about. Right. And so my ego, if I let my ego go, I would have quit my job a year ago, mm-hmm. but I have a wife, children to think about and consider. So I have to keep my ego in check. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think experience uh, with ups and downs has a lot to do with that. You know, you come in, like you were talking about, you see a lot of people who are uh, these upcoming entrepreneurs and they have this 
I have this skill set. I've had this accomplishment and that accomplishment and their ego gets ahead of them. And then they, it's, they're basically hanging themselves uh, with their ego because they're not willing to let someone else uh, or let someone else's vision be a part of their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's actually perfectly said too. And I think you hit on something that I think is important too. And I think corporate culture usually does a poor job with this, but I think the entrepreneurs that understand this end up being really better off. You have to understand where you are in your life, right? So you and I are in two different places. I'm young, I'm single and you're young as well, but you have family and kids to think about. Right. And, and I'm sure my decision chart in my head and making my choices versus what yours are, there's more leaves on and tree branches on yours than there are mine. You know, mine come down to me and what can I do to set up my future for you? It's, yeah, you have what can you do for you in your future, but there's also these people that you need to support and lead, you know, as the father figure in, in the family. And I think that that part is always interesting to me. I, I actually find that when I'm around people like you, I learn a ton for whatever future me looks like, because I think I hear oftentimes people say, oh, you should just make the jump. And I'm like, did you ask for the full context? Do you understand where that person is in their life? Because if you have five kids and a wife that are young that you need to take care of, your risk tolerance may have more caveats to it than someone who's 27 and has nothing to be attached to except for a car and their clothes. You know what I mean? Like it's two, two very different things. And I think that's something that very few people actually understand. So I really love your level of self-awareness, which is I know where I'm at. I know what I want to do and what I'm trying to create, but I also know the caveats that need to be supported in order for me to fully transition to the next thing. And I, I tremendously respect that because that's, it's rare people. I see people who are entrepreneurs who have your situation and they don't fully weigh out everything they need to do and sometimes it does create more hardship because they could have been more calculated so i, I appreciate that you're very calculated in that thought process yeah <clears throat> well you know having lost everything before and had to work my way back up from being homeless and all this other that plays a lot into it but again i was you know callow you know in my youth and that kind of led to a situation mm -hmm. where i didn't weigh everything out but I want to bring it back a little bit uh, to what you were saying when, you know, people say you should just take the jump. We, uh, we see that a lot uh, in our, uh, our, our niche of where we are. Yeah. You know, you, you see a lot, I see a lot of it on entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial side or uh, the fatherhood, manhood, husband, father, married yeah. side. Uh, of social media circles uh, that the majority of your content and my content go into. Mm -hmm. But it, without looking at what someone else has, and I think that's, I don't want to say this. I think that's part of the plague that we have right now yeah. is people are afraid to state their business. They're afraid to, choose a side on yeah. anything you know for example me you know someone from your point of view saying i i'm just going to take the leap you know or like I, you know my friend nick quit his job in the middle of the night and says hey i might be homeless in six months i don't know but we're going to try this yeah but that doesn't mean that someone else who's on the same journey has to do that Correct. Absolutely. But it does, but it does get portrayed that way. And some yeah. of the people who are pushing this kind of lifestyle, uh, whether it be in the manosphere, the, uh, the hustle, money, Twitter, whatever you want to call yeah. it, they push. You just got to do this. You just got to burn the ships, and you got to da 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 da. And you know, there was an issue the other day. Someone was questioning my uh, decision, for example, to not wear a mask for the whole COVID thing. Yeah, absolutely. And they said, why don't you use your influence to be a part of the solution rather than the problem? You know, and I thought about it for a second. Mm -hmm. I would prefer anyone. And I, and I'm, I wonder if you feel the same way. I would prefer anyone that follows my content that my content resonates with that enjoys my reading enjoys my work i would prefer them that if they follow me in any capacity whether it be through my writing my business my social media content to never 
make a decision for their lives mm -hmm. based off of any fucking thing that I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I 100%. I even tell this to my clients do doing as I say, when it comes to coaching and not as I do, there's a reason for that, right? Like it, it, I think the fitness example for this makes perfect sense because I completely agree with you. There are things I do with my training and nutrition that I would never put into a client's work, but I understand that works for me because my nuance, my experience, what I'm trying to create, what I'm trying to accomplish, very different than most of the people I work with. And I think that goes back to what you just said. I'd rather you, if you support, enjoy, love what I'm doing, please don't just do what I do or please don't follow it just as if like, that's what you need to do because we're all living a different life and we all are following. Different yeah. paths. It goes back to what you just said with the entrepreneurial thing. Like I have friends who quit their jobs years ago and I just recently put mine in, you know what I mean? Like I just put my two weeks in for my daytime thing recently. And I think that's, it, it, it's a couple of things. One, I think part of it is the psychology piece, which is, are you comfortable being uncomfortable? Like, have you had that level of personal growth? And two, where are you in your life's journey where that decision is going to make sense? You know, that, and that's a decision only you can make for you. I can't make that decision for you. Where I'm at now, maybe I didn't feel that way a year ago and I might've been able to do it. I don't know. I'm at a place where for me, it makes sense for you or whoever else that might be a different place. I can't be the one to tell you. I can tell you what I do know, which is at some point in order for your journey to move forward to where it's destined to go, you have to make the jump. That's, there's no doubt about that. However, right. the timing of it, I think is based on where are you at in your life with what you have from a responsibility standpoint. Cause I, I think responsibility comes before everything else. If you, if you operate from a position of, of self-responsibility and taking care of what you need to take care of, making that decision becomes easy because you can do the calculation and say, Hey, I'm at the right place. Maybe it's me taking a step back with certain things. However, I know me reinvesting my time into this will bring me where I need to be financially and I can continue to support myself, my family, whoever. So I think you make a great point with that. It's, you know, a, with the comment of, of, you know, don't follow me or don't do as I would do per se, but two, you can't, yeah, you do have to burn the boats, but when you do it or I do it or Assad does it or somebody else does it, it's all relative and it requires context. Yeah. Uh, you know, to use that analogy, you do have to burn the boats at some point, but you shouldn't burn it while you're still at sea. <laughs> you should wait until you get to the shoreline to set the shit on fire. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think the reason we see a lot of that, a lot of people say, oh, just do this, just do that. Do what I did and you'll do this, but you have to do it my way and the way I did it. Uh, one, aside from it being like the ego kind of thing, is I think that there's a lot of people that follow that, uh, the, you know, like the Gary V's. And I'm not, I don't mean to trash Gary V, but oh, Gary V got everybody focused on put out content, put out content, but he never said, hey, f make a good product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But people get really roped into following. I'm going to do exactly what this trainer or this business owner or this coach or life coach or yep. mentor or what I'm going to do exactly what they did because then when their life goes wrong or their business fails they or they don't them. meet their fitness, exactly. They can blame them. Well, I did what you did, you know, because they don't want to accept the responsibility of their own actions and they don't, they don't want to make a, a, a personal decision. Mm -hmm. because that means they're solely responsible for the consequences of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other aspect of this is, and I say this about entrepreneurship. I say this about, you know, your mental and emotional growth. I say this about everything, relationships, no matter what it is, there are principles to success. There is not one roadmap and that's the reality. You know, I can, you and I could probably sit here and talk every entrepreneur of all time in any business sector, every life coach, every fitness coach, and we could probably draw up a, a chart that says these are the baseline three, five, seven principles that guide what they did. That does not mean they took the exact same path. They might've stayed true to those principles, but the behaviors and the execution and, and you know, the, the components that came with that, it may not be the exact same across the board, which is where, you know, it goes back to the responsibility thing. You can use the principles. Those principles also lead to you being responsible as one of the key ones. Because if you don't take full responsibility for your decision-making and what you do, 
there's no chance this works. And I've also found too, there are people who copy paste what someone else did and they do find success. And I, they, I don't tend to find them to be fulfilled and truly happy. And part of the reason is you didn't do it. You didn't do the work. You just kind of copy paste it. I, I know plenty of people who kind of like, and I don't, it's not a knock on them by any means. You can be financially successful in any way, but I've, I, I've had friends who've made a lot of money just kind of copy pasting. And, you know, we have conversations and I'm like, you're hurting and you're empty inside because it, you, you don't, you don't feel fulfilled by what you do. That's part of it. You know, anyone yeah. can find a way to make a lot of money and create success, but do you find a way to do that? That not only fulfills you, but your impact just gets larger and larger during that process. Like I know for you, and I've known you since, you know, you were a few hundred followers on Twitter. I've seen your growth and I know talking to you on social versus even in person before we got on this, you have a level of fulfillment with what you're doing. So your decision-making is very calm. You're, you're, you're very centered with how you operate and you operate from self-responsibility. I don't know that that's the case with everybody in this sphere. And I think that's why you get these inconsistent messages. Cause especially in the e-commerce space, there's a ton of these guys that are like, do this, this, and this buy my mentorship course. And I'm like, dude, you're just trying to sell the sell and you, you're probably really empty inside. And I'm not here to accuse you of it, but since I have friends in that sphere who I know have voiced how they feel, I can see the patterns in the behavior. Hey, this is Nate from Unlimited Life Concepts, and we teach people how cash flow strategy can be just as powerful as investing. Imagine being able to earn interest on every dollar that flows through your hands, whether you're spending it or saving it. We offer a lifetime membership to our financial education platform for $77, but right now you can use promo code RUGGEDLEGACY and save 50% off. With Go Hunt America, you can experience your own outdoor adventure at the touch of your finger. You can find hunting, fishing, and camping spots anywhere in the U.S., put there by private landowners, and you can even list your own. It doesn't matter if it's a large tract of land or a small duck blind. Just go to GoHuntAmerica.com to get started. Coming soon to the Google Play and Apple App Store. Yeah. Um, one of the courses that I, I put out uh, was called Quick Start Side Hustle. Yeah. Right? And what people have this kind of misconception about it, a lot of people don't know where to start or they have an idea that they don't know how to articulate. So what I did with Quick Start hi, uh, Side Hustle was I did what you and what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I took all of the successful measures uh, mm-hmm. that get you to from a to b and i said these are the basic roadmap directions mm-hmm. you know like if you want to do a course this is how you would typically outline it this is how you would typically organize it this is the type of content you would put in it and where you would put it and how you would market it and da, 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 da. and the funny thing is that course is not a big seller because people want something that's going to say First, write this, then write this, mm-hmm. then write this. You know, it, uh, one of the sections in it is how to write an ebook and get it published. Tell them, you know, how to format it for Kindle, how to format it for EPUB readers, how to format it for PDF, uh, how to write it, how to make an outline, how to do this and that and the other. But the content that you put in has got to be personal to you. It's got to be specific yeah. to what you're doing. All this is is I gave you a box to put it in because. When I first got started with Rugged Legacy, I, look, I don't recommend anybody ever do this. I got the idea to start Rugged Legacy in December of 2018. Mm-hmm. I started Rugged Legacy in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I did a shit ton of legwork and paperwork filing and license you know, acquiring mm-hmm. in a month. Mm-hmm. And I paid extra to expedite this and that and the other. And it worked. And so the whole premise behind what I do and what I coach is if I can do it in a month, you can do it in a year mm-hmm. with better planning than I did. Cause I got really fucking lucky. 
<laughs> you know, you know, I just, I just happened to fall into the groove and I picked up on it. But if, yeah. if you were to properly plan it out, you can do it too. And this is just simply all of the things that I had to learn in a box just for you. So you can take what you want, put it in the box that's pretty packaging, and then you can put it on the shelf and sell your product. Yeah. That's what it is. But it got a lot of kickback and a lot of critique because people wanted me to say, this is what you should write about. This is what you should write a course about. I don't know what you know. I don't know what you're good at. I don't know what you're proficient at. Mm-hmm. but this is how you can take what you are good at. And here is a base outline of how you can present it to your clients and how you can sell it to your customers. Yeah. You know, it was a big difference. Yeah. You know what I find interesting? You say like, Oh, I, I, I started December. I started. And then it, I, I, the idea was December. The start was January. Right. I, what I find really interesting and I've, being a coach, a big part of what I've been working on, it's all personal development. It's always been a huge part to me, but the psychological piece of how like entrepreneurs work has been a big thing for me because I'm very fascinated by how success snowballs. Cause that's what it does. You know, this as well as anybody, one thing hits and another thing hits. And then all of a sudden, sudden it's like a tumble effect um, with what you're doing. And I find, I don't think it's a luck thing. And I don't think it's as much a, uh, a matter of a month or a year, I find when I talk to different entrepreneurs that I have, and even in my own projects, the things in business that move the fastest, it comes down to how clear is that idea and vision in my moment, in my head, right? So if like, that's the thing that I've looked even with our coaching thing with Chad and I, with Beyond Built, we were both super clear and it was like in alignment and the energy was there. So it snowballed the way it has. And I'm sure it's going to continue because, you know, it doesn't mean there's not bumps along the way, but that level of clarity that comes with it, it's there. You're fully present. Like I'm sure when you were coming up with these ideas, it just, you would look at something and they'd be like, this is the goal. This is what it needs to be. This is exactly what I envision it. So it, going from December into January and having that launch and then finding your success as quick as you did, yeah, it comes with a, a years of work and all that too, but the clarity around it is what makes it move so much quicker. You know, I noticed the people who have true clarity around something and they're executing, things seem to pick up way quicker. Even in my own life, whether it's personal, it's family, it's it's my fitness, it's it's my business, it's the same thing. Anytime I'm super clear and I'm executing against that clarity, things pick up faster. If I'm a little bit unclear, unsure, I have to go back and work on Let's get clear on what I need to do or what it is. And I think that's what it sounds like for you. For you to turn around in a month, it's a clarity thing to, to me. Now, you can tell me your, your perspective. I'd love to hear it. But I'm noticing as I'm around more entrepreneurs, the, the turnaround time when it's really, really fast, it's because of the clarity around what you're doing and your ability to execute against that. I mean, I knew what I wanted and I knew what I wanted it to look like. Yeah. But to me, it's similar to, let's say, if you want to write a novel. You mm-hmm. have to already have the ending in mind before you write before you write the first word. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have a novel that I haven't tweaked enough to actually put out yet. But when I first gave it a shot, I had just I'm going to write it from beginning to end. Right. And I got three, four, five, maybe even like ten chapters into it, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what to do. So I had to, I left it alone for seven months and then I went back to it and I wrote the ending and I re- pretty much reverse engineered the ending mm-hmm. to fit the beginning that I already had. How long did that take you? A month. Right. It was quicker. Yeah. yeah it was it took you like seven months to get there, but the actual moment of the actual work was shorter because it took, maybe it took that time to create that clarity. Right. I think that's what I noticed too. And I have, we have some family friends that are very successful. And like, I always ask them about the period of time that was the hardest and then what happened and then how quickly after that happened. And that's what it sounds like to me is like, you have your trials and tribulations and headaches, and then you have that moment of clarity and you keep executing against that moment of clarity because you've been executing against all this dirt and all this mud that you've essentially been in this whole time. And it just snowballs faster because you got to that clarity. And that's, that's really what I mean. I'm not saying it doesn't take time with any great thing. I just think it's that moment and then executing against that continuously and relentlessly that gets you to that 
you know, another apex along your journey. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm completely in love with the fact that I called it reverse engineering. Uh, yes. It, success uh -huh. is reverse engineered. You have to see the end goal before that. So you know where to start. You know, it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like using your GPS. You have to know the address mm -hmm. before, you know, it's going to tell you where to go, you know. Uh, otherwise, you're just driving in random directions until you find it. Yeah, 100% true, 100% true. And I think I like the reverse engineering idea a lot because I think it's what we typically do is we start and then we just move forward. And I say, well, what do you want? Okay, what is that? What does it look like to get there and start walking backwards? So once you start walking it back, it gets a little bit more clear. Sometimes, you know, what we want is so far ahead of us that because we don't know what the steps that preceded it look like, we just start going with no context. And I think that's having the context around what it actually takes to get there is probably the most important part. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing wrong with just starting. And then if you're not going in the right direction, you can pivot because getting started, getting started period is the hardest part, mm -hmm. but it'll go smoother if you know where the hell you're going before mm -hmm. you start. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think a lot of people do that. I, I think um, when they, they have something in mind, you know, whether they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to get into great shape. They're not specific enough with the destination. You yes. know, people, people say, I want to get in good shape or I want to look amazing or I want to lose weight. And I, I know you've probably used the euphemism or the, not used, but the catchphrase, um, don't want to lose weight, want to get to a certain weight, I think yeah. it is, you know, yeah. like, don't say you want to lose weight, tell me you want to lose 30 pounds, so we have a goal to go to, right, uh, that kind of thing, um, and most people will start off and just say, I want to be a business owner, and well, what kind of business do you want to own, oh, I don't know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you, you can own a pet shop, a strip club, a car dealership. I mean, you got to pick something. Right. And, and then to be able to start taking the steps to get there. Exactly. And I, that's the, the whole concept that, that continues to feed into the idea of having clarity, right? Like you just named very specific. Like I bet you if I sat here and I asked you, tell me exactly what you want. You're super clear. Your vision is there. You're taking all the steps day to day that you need to. And it's very clear to you versus what happens with a lot of people, especially whether you're an entrepreneur or a fitness person, you might just say, Hey, I want to be a business owner. I want to make a hundred million dollars. I want to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. And it's like, okay, you, you want an end result and there's no specificity as to what you want, why you want, or how you, you envision it becoming. And, you know, I think the, sometimes I see the other thing too, which is everybody knows what they want per se, or people know what they want. And then they say, this is the plan. This is exactly what it's going to be like. And I'm like, the fact that you even use the word exactly how it's going to be like is laughable to me because you and I both know in business, your plans will never, ever, ever go the way you plan. You God, will, no. to, you keep being relentless. You will make it and everything you've ever desired will get there eventually. But there's no, there's no way you can lead me to believe that everything will fall into place perfectly because you know, that's, that's not how business works. No, it's not going to be exactly what you want. I mean, the destination is going to be exactly where you want it, but the plan to get there, you're going to run into traffic jams. You're going to run into, you know, speed bumps and construction. You're going to get pulled over and ticketed. <laughs> Getting to the end is not going to be as uh, clear cut as you thought, but you, you can still always know you're heading in the right direction if you know where you're going. Yeah. And it also comes with a lot of, I think, personal work, which I'm sure, you know, Asad and I actually, I know you had him on the last podcast, but we probably chat once or twice a week. And just honestly, it's less business and it's more the personal side. Cause I know this entrepreneur stuff can be very lonely. And I think if you're not constantly evolving who you are at, in like your core, you're going to hit roadblocks simply because of that, not anything to do with business, but because in your core where you're at emotionally and mentally, it clouds your ability to make good judgment. And I always tell people, if I look at some of your business decisions, I can tell if you made it rationally and calculated. And if you made it just based off probably something that was going on. And if you're always, if you're working on yourself diligently, those decisions, a become easier and those also compound. But if you're not working on yourself actively, it makes it really hard for you to go to the next level with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Anything that you've created, anything that you're running or managing or organizing, it's always going to be a product of what's going on with you. Uh, 
a, yep. on, on a, like a deeper kind of level, you know, uh, have you ever cooked angry? You ever been pissed off when yeah. you were cook, when you were cooking, yeah. what you made didn't come out quite as right as it did when you were just chilling, you know, you got the, you know, Alexa playing some tunes and you're dancing around naked, making bacon. There you, you go. Know? <laughs> it's true. The bacon, it's true. The bacon comes out better when you're in a good mood or when you're, you know, at a certain level of peace with mm -hmm. what you're doing. If it's anything done out of desperation or anger, it's never going to be as good as it could have been. You need to work on getting yourself to that point where you can make a decision on what's actually needed and not what you just want. Because you, you, what you want may only be what you want in that moment. Yeah. But that goes that goes far beyond, you know, just uh, with business. That goes with your personal relationships. That goes with, uh, you know, the relate whether it be with your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your parents. You might want to tell them to their face to fuck off because yeah. you're pissed. And yeah, it'll feel good in the moment. But the end result is you're going to have like overcooked bacon as it were it's not gonna be you know what you really wanted in the end because you were too focused on what you wanted in the moment mm -hmm. you got caught up in like you said you weren't you were working on yourself to maintain that clarity because you let yourself get swept up mm -hmm. uh, has that been an issue with you uh at all when you were going through this or were you able to or have you always just kind of been on that that keel of I need to be centered as it were to make this work? I think the last year, especially where it's been the most challenging, because it's been like, okay, I have a business. Um, I have my coaching thing going on. And then on top of that, I was in a relationship until about a month, a little over a month ago. Um, it was one of those things where it was just like, if I don't deal with myself first, the rest starts to, you know, fade. Like it doesn't get the attention. I'm not as fully present in what I'm doing. And I noticed that. And I think the funny thing is sometimes people around me don't notice it, but because I, I've worked so hard on myself throughout the years that I've noticed there are times that I can like half ass certain things and other people will never notice it just because where I'm at in my life may be very different than they are. Um, but for my own conscious, I've learned, okay, you need to still focus on you and what you need to be fully present and fully whole and, you know, growing and being fully whole, I think is an, it's an evolving prophecy, but at the same time, I know that the moment I stop paying attention to that, that's when things start to compound and spiral. And then that impedes what I'm doing with business. Right. And I'm sure for you, it's the same thing. If you don't, if you're not careful about you. And then the things you need to be responsible for, it's, it's very easy for that to seep into what you're trying to create and the mission you have at hand. And I think for me personally, it's like I've allowed myself not to pay attention to certain things. And I saw how that impacted relationships and, you know, some of the things that have happened in the past few months. But especially recently, the more I find myself reflective and, and taking care of those things naturally my state of energy doing business, doing coaching, you know, building things. It's just the energy level is unmatched. Like I, there's nights I don't even sleep, but four or five hours, actually most nights I'm sleeping about four or five hours, which as a coach, I understand it's probably not the healthiest thing to do. That's the most I sleep. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, and that's the most I've slept too. But I also understand from a fitness and being around this standpoint, sleeping seven, eight hours a night is actually good for you. I understand that, but right. I'm under the, I've learned over time that, your energy when your energy is so good and you're in just such a rhythm like you don't feel I, like and i'm not saying it doesn't catch up to me at, I'm, I'm sure at some point even for you it's caught up to you as well but i just i'm like i'm so electric life is just so full of energy and opportunity and i can feel it it's like that taking a hit at times is almost unnoticeable like there's people who can't even tell that that's how I'm operating just because I have so much energy and I'm deep in a deep state of gratitude and being able to appreciate what I'm doing and the journey I'm on. And I think that that part comes with self-work that doesn't just, you don't just wake up and roll over and all of a sudden like, Oh, you're only sleeping four hours and you can keep this up for a while. I think that's like a, a spiritual thing. Like, are you really in tune with yourself and really working towards finding your center and the direction and the path you, you are on and allowing that to guide and drive what you're creating? Oh, absolutely. 
you know, do I sleep in sometimes? Of course. Yeah. But when, like you, I'm mission driven. And I think most men are mission driven. If they have a mission and they have a purpose, Mm -hmm. I don't even think men are mission driven. I I know men are mission driven. Um, We are accomplishers and conquerors. We have something we're going after and we do, we go after it, you know, balls to the wall, all or nothing kind of people. That's what men are. But, you know, for example, last night, I did not get to sleep until a little, maybe a little after midnight, mm-hmm. but my alarm goes off at three forty-five every morning so I can get up and I can go to the gym for an hour with my 16 year old son. Uh, we crank out an hour workout then we come home. He'll go back to his room. He might crash 30 minutes to an hour before he gets up and starts the day and has to go to his job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll come home, shower, get changed ready. And then I'll go to work for, you know, eight hours and then come home. And it's just the way it works. But, you know, last night I didn't get but three hours of sleep, mm-hmm. but that didn't matter. The mission is I'm, I want to get stronger. So I was so in tuned on that. Now it's, it's going to hit me tonight. You of know, course. I was, I was yawning earlier, but it didn't matter in that moment because I was so purely driven on that mission. I've got to go to the gym. You know, and I promised my son I'm taking him to the gym every morning. So I can't break that. And that's part of it. Yeah. But conversely, the other day, my wife and I had an argument mm-hmm. and I was pissed. And at the same time I was pissed, I was lacking in this creative energy for a blog post. Mm-hmm. And I could not, for the life of me, formulate or articulate anything on the page Mm -hmm. and then today you know everything's all good and hunky-dory making up is part of the reason i didn't get to bed until after 12 last night where i'm sitting in the parking lot while she was in uh, one of the shops and i wrote a freaking 500 word blog post in eight minutes because it was just boom because everything was taken care of on the under the surface Mm -hmm. so i i totally get that yeah, I love that too. And I, you know what I think it is too, you kind of reflecting with your son. I, I love that little bit. I think that's your commitment to you and the future you in a lot of ways, right? Like I know as a, I, I kid, I've always been told and I, you know, I'm not a, in your situation, but I've always been told when you have your own, the level of commitment gains another layer of strength, right? Because you understand I need to set the precedent and the example of what the standard is, you know? Oh, exactly. It's not, it's not a matter of expectation. It's about this is the standard for being a leader. And I think that's what you showed in exactly what you explained. Like, yeah, I slept three hours and there are times that I let myself rest and, and allow myself to recharge, but in commitment to myself first and not only myself, but my seed, it's, it's a very different, you know, vision for how you need to operate for you. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole lot easier if, I've only got myself to answer to. And in some cases it's harder for some people that way. Mm -hmm. You know, like I cannot, if I, if I have to answer to myself, I cannot let myself quit something because it was hard because I'll call myself a little bitch all day long and I'll get pissed. I'll have to go and do it. It's just what happens. But with having someone else that is going to count on me, I, I can't live with letting someone I care about down. So, I have to deliver on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But before we're getting close to the hour mark. Wow. Um, I know it's been flying. I didn't really notice it, <laughs> but we've got about five minutes left. So before we go, um, tell us a little bit, if you can kind of condense it down to the next five minutes, uh, what's coming next uh, for what you can release. I know you've got some yeah. things you're keeping under wraps. Yeah. Um, what you can about uh, from uh, beyond built training yeah, and what's the, what the future is going to be looking like for uh, potential future clients that could be interested in what you guys are doing. Yeah. So we're growing really quickly. Um, Chad and I are constantly having conversations on how that looks. Um, you know, we, our idea is that this is more than just fitness. It's more than just training and nutrition. There's like a mental and spiritual growth within the process. And as you grow through that, the fitness kind of takes care of itself. And the, you know, that piece is, pretty easy. So we're, we're continuing to bring people on 
Um, I, like we are looking at, you know, hiring a couple of assistants and, you know, really building out the skill set we have. Um, and we have some different like giveaways and, and, and different experiences that we're working on too. There's a event in Houston in October, it's called Summer Shredding. It's like a big thing in the fitness space now. Um, and we have clients that are coming through and everybody's gonna come, you know, come get together there. And we have different ideas of what we wanna do in the future in terms of like having like group meetups, um, having different types of training programs, uh, merchandise, things of that nature. So it's it's really growing. And, and the, the one thing that's cool for me is like, there's the funny thing is like, we're growing and people are constantly reaching out like, hey, can you take this? And we're constantly talking about, okay, if we're bringing more people on, we're gonna build that support system and we're building that support system now, which has been great, but it's like, I can see how impactful it is together. And it's like, we've just tasted it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like when you taste just a little bit, you realize like, wow, that's what a little bit tastes like. Like I want more and it's not about money and it's not about, Hey, you know, do you have the biggest coaching business in the world? It's the kind of impact and, and, and just how much reach you get out of it. So we're taking on more clients as we go. Um, I know you, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and you can, you know, set up some time to chat with us and see if you're the right fit. Cause we're also, we are particular a little bit with who we let in. Like we want to make sure you're committed. Um, and you really want to make that change in your life. Cause we know we can make that change with you, but we can't do it without hundred percent commitment. Just like anything else in life, unless you're fully committed, there's no point in even having the conversation. So a um, lot coming with that. Um, it'll be the, you know, this was our June was our biggest month and, the summer is showing a lot of promise. So I'm, I'm really, really excited. And the other thing I'm sure, hopefully I'll get on the podcast again sometime in the near future. Cause I really enjoy talking to you and we will be able to, we'll, at that point, we'll be able to talk about that a little bit, but I've got some. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it'd be a great idea to get you and Chad both on to talk about how the uh, growth explosion uh, pans out as you guys are uh, yeah. furthering on and uh, all the progress. Um, so you said people could find you on social media uh, and uh, by going to your website. So you want to drop those for uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you too. Uh, so you can link it in the thing, but it's beyondbuilttraining.com. And then you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter. It's just Farshad Sarafi. Um, easy way to just reach out to me, send me a message. Let me know you heard this. Um, where, and then you can find Chad. He's, I think it's Chad Morgan fit now. I don't even remember what he changed it to, but uh, yeah, it's just Chad Morgan fit, but you can follow both of us. We've got a lot of things in the works. There's a Beyond Built training page on Instagram as well. Pretty easy find if you just go into our bios. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of content coming too. So I'd be happy to have the two of us kind of join next time. And, you know, you and I will be in touch. I, I genuinely appreciate you and everything you've done. And I can't tell you how exciting it is for me to see someone that when I first met where you were and where you are now, like that, that type of stuff drives me and it gives me a sense of joy because it's, it's always good to see good people you know, making a difference and growing and seeing their lives evolve. You know, I remember, I don't remember how long ago we were talking, but we were messaging back and forth and you told me what was going on with like a big purchase order or something that was going on with Rugged Legacy. And I was like, I just love that. That's where you're at, you know, in, in less than 18 months, how much has changed since I've met you. So I, I, I'm really happy for you, man. Like, yeah. Good person. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of the same kind of ride that you guys have had. But I, I don't think I would change it for anything. I've got more gray hair because of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> I have no hair, and it's and I don't know if it's because of it, but hey, it's worth it, you know? Uh, hey, either way, it works. Yeah, absolutely, man. Guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Rugged Legacy Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, if you haven't been leaving reviews, shame on you. Uh, we are almost at 10,000 subscribers. Uh, so reviews uh, on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, they get the message and they get the podcast in front of more potential listeners. So uh, for all of you out there, I really appreciate all of your support and listening. Uh, you can find uh, support links inside the uh, anchor.fm slash rugged legacy. If you want to become a supporter, uh, just a few seconds, you're going to hear some uh, pre-recorded reel that'll tell you all about that. And be sure to check out the sponsors uh, in the ads that you heard about halfway through this podcast. Really great products. Uh, Unlimited Life Concepts, Smith Homestead, Conquer Watches, Go Hunt America. Uh, be sure to check them out. Uh, and after that, 
do what you do. Go big or go home. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the content on all of the episodes, especially this one here. If you'd like to become a contributor and support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash rugged legacy and click on the support icon. Everyone wants to rise from the ashes, but very few are willing to set themselves on fire. This has been a Rugged Legacy production.